Welcome to Jim Rome's Big Head Bass. I'm Jim Rome. I'm in Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. He is the big head, James Kelly, and he's, well, wherever the hell he is. And we will be joined by the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, a little bit later on. Head, the infamous, the proverbial. How you living, Head? What's up? Man, I'm living great right now, Jim. Excited to be here. A little disappointed that uh, there's only one more football game until August, but I'm happy as hell to be here. And just, just thinking right now, what an amazing sound library we have. Thank you, Alvin, for that, for this Super Bowl with the Kelsey's Eagle fans and uh, Penis and Cracker Jack. So, uh, sorry, I just wanted to share that with you real quick. Yeah, that, that's pretty horrible. Listen, you don't. I know that I'm in Arizona and you are wherever you are. You're probably thinking, man, the old man's going to be off his game. He's Thursday of Super Bowl <laughs> week. I can see you starting your shit already. Don't do it. I'm trying Don't to force do it. it in there. Trying there, to force there's, it in there. there's absolutely no reason for you to slip in a Don't tennis and Cracker Jacks line <laughs> early at the top. There's, it's, there's, I mean, he's in the Super Bowl. There's no Bowl, need for that. So, I mean, he deserves it. He's in the Super Bowl now. Stand your line, dude. Stay in your lane, dude. All right, so we are here. We do, to your point, we have the best possible matchup in the sense that we have two best teams in the league. I have been here all week talking to current players, talking to former players, talking to coaches, talking to executives. Mm -hmm. I got to be straight. It's a really tough game to call, Head. So Mm -hmm. we will get into it all momentarily, but I want to do this pod a little bit differently. In recent weeks, in addition to picking our games against the spread, we have also started to add more and more prop bets and other action so the listeners have a lot more that they can react to and get down with, and they're responding really well. So despite your utter disdain for grammar and proper English, Uh you seem to have a real knack for that shit, all right? So what I want to do, if you can handle it, is turn you loose on a number of prop bets in addition to the game pick so the listeners do have more action come Sunday. Are you good with that? Hell freaking yes. We need to. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Let's roll. Starting with the game itself, although there was early movement in the line, it's hung pretty steady since, well, since the very beginning after mm-hmm. it started moving around. Philadelphia minus one and a half. Is that where the line still stands? And if so, Head, hit me, hit me hard. How are you playing the Super Bowl against the spread? Yeah, line's still the same here. I'm going against history and taking the best passing offense via the best passing defense on the season. That means KC plus one and a half. I'll take that. I think KC's getting a Burrowhead level of disrespect from a lot of people around there, Jim, listening to Radio Row this week and how they can handle certain parts of Philly. Thank you, Trav, right there. First one, the Eagles pass rush. Rightfully, they get the credit they deserve. They're great. Highest pass rush win rate with Dallas in the NFL. Most sacks since the 87 Bears during the regular season. Get that. And uh, one play, Hassan Reddick won the NFC Championship game by murdering Brock Purdy's elbow pretty much. All true. But the Chiefs line isn't the same as yesteryear. After that Super Bowl 55 ass kick into Tampa Bay, they made an organizational decision to protect Mahomes. And I'd argue uh, outside of right tackle where Lane Johnson is on another planet, these Chiefs are on par with the Eagles' other four linemen. They are good. Their interior is a mother. They had the second lowest QB sack percentage in football. Their biggest key right here is right tackle Andrew Wiley against Reddick. But you know Andy will have something figured out to help him out over there. I think they hold up enough to allow Pat to get rid of the ball quickly and make some plays. Your guy, Kelsey, he is Kelsey. 
And number numbers wise, right here, the Eagles were average against tight ends, but counting a QB less George Kittle because he didn't have a quarterback in the championship game, they have been uh, maybe played two top ten tight ends all season long. I'd expect them to keep uh, Kelsey in lock somewhat. They'll help off him and leave your guys Bradbury and Slay on islands against these wideouts. The Eagles held wideouts to the fourth fewest yards in football this season. So KC will have to make some uh, something work on the outsides for this matchup to go. Also, the Eagles' biggest weakness here, that run D. KC is 13-1 when running for 70 yards or more. The Eagles allowed fewer than 70 yards rushing in only one game this season, so I like that for Kansas City. Now, on the other side of the ball, the Eagles run game. Best in football, as we know, something KC has not faced all season. They are going now from a shit line in Cincinnati to these mothers. They move dudes, as we know. Javon Kinlaw, I think he's still on the ground at the link from the title game because he kept getting knocked on his ass. Key matchup here, Chris Jones on Landon Dickerson. Jones saw the most double teamed by any defensive tackle in football and still had the best win rate at the position. We know he's great. Dickerson had the most penalties, actually, of any lineman in football, and he's banged up a bit. But the non-Chris Jones defensive tackles ends, they have to stand their ground. Derek Naughty, Kalen Saunders, Big Brandon Williams, and the uh, ends here, they have to show up and keep their ground. Casey struggled with the run, we know that, and the run part of the RPO and mobile quarterbacks bad. They allowed 4.5 per rushing yards per attempt and 4.7 yards per carry on RPOs on the run part right there. Spags will bring the heat. He'll make Hurts throw. Yes, advantage Philly with A.J. and Devontae on the outside against these young quarters in KC. But Jalen does miss from time to time. And when he does uh, is pressured, he struggles. Next Gen has him as the sixth worst QB v. the Blitz. Uh, Pro Football Focus has him as their seventh worst v. pressure straight up. So I like all those things for Kansas City. Now against the spread here historical it's a wash actually 27 27 and 2 ats in the super bowl for each side here but underdogs 10 and 5 in their last 15 super bowls against the spread so i like that but the eagles they're on fire a little bit here they are 7 and 2 in their last nine playoff games ats 7 and 2 in their last nine versus a team with a winning record in kansas city 1 and 5 in their last six versus a team with a winning record 0-5 in their last five uh, following an ATS win. But Mahomes, he's never been an underdog in the postseason, and he is 8-1-1 as an underdog in his career. I'm going with 34% of the money, and I'm taking the point and a half in Kansas City here. Holy shit, Ed. DA <laughs> smack-off call. Cannot believe how long you just went. We only had one game, gave, so I wanted I to get everything in there. Me. I think you just gave me CTE. Holy shit, Head. One shit, game head. left. I mean, I'm going to miss this, shit, dude. Head. Yeah. Holy shit, Head. Oh, my God, dude. Like, believe, I, I can't say that you didn't do the work. Wow. All right. All right. I you cut guys, it like in half, too, did. I felt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you cut it in half. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. So, anyway, the vibe. Okay, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I got the pick. The vibe I'm getting here and talking to as many people as I can that I trust and I respect is definitely an Eagle vibe. I'm going to mm-hmm. go 70, 30 Eagles, 70, yep. 30 P 
people like the Eagles. It's easy to see why. They really don't have any discernible weakness. They've got that badass D-line that comes at you in waves. Frankly, I'm not sure Kansas City can consistently block these guys. They're awesome on the back end with our mm-hmm. dudes, Big Play Slay and James Bradbury. Play Offensively, to your point, we know they'll pound you on the ground. Jalen Hurts has got two studs that he can get the ball to on the outside. He's got a tight end that he can trust. He can beat you with his arm and his legs, so you have to account for him. He's got that extra week off. He should be healthier, and I think they've got a giant chip on their shoulder, so it's easy to see why so many people are hyping Philadelphia, why the money's going that way, and why they're favored, but but I'm with you. I'm going to go the other way. This is not a bet against Philly. It's a bet for Patrick Mahomes. It's a bet for Andy Reid because we know how good he is with that extra week to prepare. And frankly, I think it's a legacy game for everybody, but especially those two. For Reid, for Mahomes, right? They're all-time greats, but they got to cash this one in. They do not want to lose another Super Bowl. They know that. I think the receivers are healthier. I think they'll be able to run it. I do. I think that running game is way underrated and underappreciated. And I know Travis Kelsey is going to do his job. And what I mean by that is if they load up and do everything they can to take this stud away, it's going to free up others to make plays. And if they don't, he's going to burn them. I'm with you, Ed. I'm riding with the Chiefs. Hell yes. I think that read number is now 28-4 and four or something for two weeks of preparation. So that helps us too. I think that matters. All right, so now I promised at the very top we would give them a lot of other action in addition to our pick. You and I are both going to take the Chiefs and the points. What about the over-under? What is the number on that game? How are you going to play it? DraftKings has it at 51 right now, two explosive offenses like we know. Both teams have scored the exact same amount of points on the season at 546. That's a 29.9 points per game average, but I'm going under here, Jim. Under mm. 51, yes. Eagles have gone under in their last four games. Casey has gone under in their last six versus a winning record. And both Super Bowls Mahomes has played in, under was the winner right there. Under 51 right here. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. See what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code BIGBETS. New customers can bet 5 bucks on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code BIGBETS. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. I think that's really interesting. I think a lot of people think that this might be a shootout. I'm going to do that. I'm going to hit the under. I'm with you on that. All right, so how about some prop bets? How about the MVP? Who do you like? Yeah, so not good odds here. Mahomes is now the favorite over Jalen Hurts at plus 120 compared to Hurts at 125. I have to take Mahomes because if he plays average and wins, he will win the MVP, I think, ankle and hero and all and all that kind of stuff. If you're taking the Eagles out there to win it, 
and you want to take a shot, how about Hassan Reddick? He was at plus 4,000. He's now down to plus 3,000. But considering his matchup against Andrew Wiley, I love taking a shot if you want Philly right here with Reddick at plus 3,000. Dude, I love that. I right? absolutely love that pick. Yep. I see tremendous value, and I don't think that's so far fetched at all. I love that pick. All right, I love what about him. who who scores the first TD of the game? Do you like that play? I'm going to go A.J. Brown at plus 1,000 right here. He led the Eagles in touchdown catches with 11 on the season. He should have a favorable matchup all game with Kansas City focusing on the run and their young corners. And only Cow- the Cowboys gave up more touchdown passes to wideouts during the regular seasons than the Chiefs did. Uh, they gave up 20 on the year. It's a tough bet. But considering Casey's shit red zone D, that ranks 30th in the NFL. Let's take a shot on A.J. Brown for the first touchdown at plus 1,000. I think that's a great point, given their red zone defense. And you know he's going to be looking for Brown in the red zone. Do you want to play any KC first TD, or are you just going to stick with A.J. Brown? Just A.J. Brown right here. Yeah, I'm just going to try that Okay. One. What about, do you have any thoughts on a Kansas City quarterback prop? Yeah, I'm going to actually go Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to do a lot of overs here. I'm going to give everybody my overs for the day here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes over. interceptions at minus 105. He hasn't thrown an interception this postseason, but he's going against that pass rush and an opportunistic secondary. I also think a lot of people forget he hasn't played good in Super Bowls. He won the MVP in San Francisco. Well, Well, damn it. The last, damn it. He hasn't played well in Super Bowls. I knew I would do that one more time. Why not? What the hell, right? At least. At least. I don't know why we don't bet that every single week. Oh, you'd lose. There's your prop bet. How many times you fucked that up? Uh, the, the San Francisco continue. game, the Super Bowl there, he won the MVP, but he did not play that good. He, he had some late-game heroics. Well! He, ripped it. he didn't play well. Damn it, I just did it again. Not good. Yes. See? It's just not well. Below not well. Also, Below Tampa, not good. to no fault of his own, he got his ass kicked there, too, so he was awful there. His Super Bowl numbers, Jim, two touchdowns, four interceptions, and a passer rating of 64.2. So I'm going over .5 interceptions at minus 105 for Pat. All right, so what about the Philadelphia quarterback side? Anything there? Yeah, Jalen Hurts over one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 110. I think they're going to load up the box and make him beat him with his arm. He has the favorable matchups with A.J. Devontae going against one of three possibly rookies uh, a lot of the times on the outside. And before he was injured, he went over this number seven of eight times, over one and a half passing touchdowns for Hurts. Dude, did you just combine A.J. Devontae or did you mean AJ and Devonte? AJ and Devonte, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll assume that's what you meant. That's All right, right, so I mentioned that I think the Kansas City they can run the ball, dude. I know they can run the ball if they want to run the ball, and I think if they want to run the ball and they should want to run the ball, they can do so against Philadelphia. Is there a Kansas City running back prop bet that you like? Yeah, I struggled here. I'm going to actually go with a uh, Kansas City running back prop, but a receiving one here, Isaiah Pacheco. Marion Barber Jr., over 15 and a half yards receiving. Dude, Marion Barber Jr., I like that. Dude, he runs, he runs like hard, him. He reminds he? me of him. He's, he's Dude, incredible. he runs hard. Ve- very, very hard. So I think 15.5 yards receiving is doable here. He had five catches in the AFC Championship game, but only uh, one or two times, or I think two times a season, he had more than two catches. 
So if he can get two catches here, I think he's going to hit that mark. I think Reed spreads these guys out horizontally, gives them, uh, goes wide on them, some swing passes, some screen passes. The entire gauntlet, basically. Gauntlet, gauntlet, gauntlet. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. Don't try and use words like gauntlet. <laughs> Gimlet, gauntlet, gauntlet. Gauntlet, gauntlet. Holy shit, dude. The degree, the degree of difficulty for you and gauntlet is way too high. Add the fact that Mahomes will also have to get rid word? of that ball quick. So, I like Pacheco over 15 and a half yards receiving here. All right, two thoughts. I want to go back to that bet in one second, but I want to ask a technical question on the air, on the fly, Alvy. So, Alvy, as you know, I'm doing, I'm running this through my MacBook Pro, not to be compu- confused with my iPad Pro, which got stolen in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Dodger Jano keeps popping in on this family thread with picks. Can you hear that over air every time she pops in? No, I, no, I can't hear that. Okay, good. Thank you. It's it's really distracting to me. Not as distracting as James Kelly trying to use the word gauntlet. Anyway, dude, back to your running back. I thought she was ice fishing Kansas right City. now. What's she doing ice fishing? She, in Texas she's actually she's snowmobiling. But, man, oh. she is pumping me full of pictures. Anyway, dude, back <laughs> to the prop bed for Kansas City. When uh-huh. you talk about you, you're actually going to turn it into them throwing the ball out of the backfield. It's interesting that you went with Pacheco and not McKinnon. Is there a reason for that? No, I, I liked them both here, and I think they both might get that yardage, but I just saw this 15-and-a-half a little bit lower, and I just think he, he looks so good in the eye test that they, they have to empty this tank. They cannot watch his, you know, watch his carries, watch his receptions. I just think they have to let this guy play running the ball, catching the ball. So I like actually both of them there on that kind of stuff. My only worry is too. Yeah. Uh, Edwards uh, Allaire. He, he might play, and these props were out before that, so it could take away a little of this stuff. So that is a concern right there. Good. I, I agree with you. I think they can run it. I think they can throw the ball out of the backfield too. All right, so what about Philadelphia? We know they can run the ball. Do you see an angle there? Yeah, I do. Kenneth Gainwell here, over 11.5 yards receiving himself at minus 120. I'm not getting caught up on the postseason games against the Giants and 49ers because – Miles Sanders should see a lot more action in this game, but this dude, he is a spark plug and 11 and a half yards receiving against Casey, who gave up the fourth most receiving yards to running back, second most targets, and the most completions in the entire NFL in 2022. I think that's doable. Also, Gainwell, not Sanders, is their leading receiver out of the backfield for the Eagles. He's been targeted not in nine straight games here. So I like my chances in over 11 and a half yards receiving for Kenneth Gainwell. I like it. Some really good information. All right. So what about Mahomes and his receiving core? The health of the receiving core obviously is going to be a key. I'll get into that with the doc a little bit later on. But when you look at all the targets he has, Mm -hmm. do you see a KC pass catching prop that you like? There's got to be something. Marquez Valdez Scantling over two and a half catches, eight targets last game. Hell banged yes, up, dude. Yes, All right? day. Yes. All day. Banged up dudes around him. Yep. I, 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 I thought the number was a little low here, too. I thought it'd be about three and a half, maybe four and a half, somewhere around there. Consider the eight targets last game. Banged up guys, like I said, around him. The Eagles will focus on Travis Kelsey. We all know that. Mahomes will be getting rid of the ball quickly. 
Only Juju caught more balls as a wideout for the team than MVS did this season, but not in the postseason. MVS has more catches. Let's go over two and a half catches at minus 120. I think he's going to have a game. I really do. I think a lot of people are skeptical. I hope so, man. I think deep down you're skeptical, aside from that bet. I think he's going to have another game. Maybe not think, quite to the extent that he had right the conference championship game, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to have a game. I think he's going to have a game. Clones, what do you want when you're craving protein or you need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. You want beef, pure and simple. Where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Old Trapper is not your old man's jerky. Shriveled, dry, tasteless. Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. It's tender, it's tasty, it's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for its relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four amazing flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest. It goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. Clones, if you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? He All right, so to. what about yes. Philadelphia from a pass-catching standpoint? Devontae Smith, over four and a half receptions, minus 140. Not the greatest money, but I like this bet a lot. He is actually the leading receiver receptions-wise on the Eagles and not A.J. Brown. He's averaged five and a half catches per game. He's gone over four and a half catches every game but two since week 10, and one, one of those was against San Francisco in that massacre, so that doesn't even really count. Casey, again, has three rookie corners playing, and I expect Spags to load up and stop the run. And Casey gave up the eighth most receptions on the seasons to wideouts. It was over 13 a game. I just need over four and a half for Devontae. I'm going over for that one. All right, so before we wrap this, let's talk some defense. Mm -hmm. Hit me with both sides, both teams, or I should say both teams. Mm -hmm. Kansas City defensively, what do you like for a prop bet? Uh, Frank Clark here, plus 120 to get over .75 sacks. He's gotten two and a half sacks this postseason. He's played 16 career postseason games, and he has 13 and a half sacks. He's also going up against the Eagles' weakest pass-blocking link in Jordan Milota, who gave up six sacks on the season. I like that. Let's go Frank Clark, plus 120 to get over that .75 sacks. For Philly right here, I'm going to go Brandon Graham, actually, over .75 Mm. sacks. Yeah, there's some good money here, plus 195 on DraftKings right now. Graham actually has the best passed uh, sack uh, percentage on the Eagles, better than Reddick even does. I assume Andrew Wiley gets help on Reddick, unlike uh, Step Bro Kyle chose to do against against those guys, but... Um, that means Graham should have Orlando Brown one-on-one. Brown is hot and cold. He's playing for a contract here, but I just need one right here. So let's take the shot on the over .75 for Brandon Graham to get a sack. Aforementioned step bro, son of the original rat, double T. Got to get them in. Head, I mean, what an amazing job right there. You actually put in the time. I appreciate it. So do me a favor. 
Cut all the podcast crap. Run back all your picks one more time because I'm not sure they're used to getting all that information. Let them know exactly what you're hitting so they can get their crayons out, write it down, and then get down officially. All right, let's do this here. Super Bowl 57 for the game. Kansas City Chiefs plus one and a half. The over-under, I'm going under 51 on the game total. The MVP, Mahomes, because I'm taking Kansas City at plus 120. Hassan Reddick, plus 3,000. If you like the Eagles, that might be worth a shot there. First touchdown scored, A.J. Brown at plus 1,000. All my props here, I'm giving you guys all my overs for the game. I do have some uh, unders, but we're going to go overs on all these. KC quarterback prop, Patrick Mahomes over .5 interceptions. Eagles QB prop, Jalen Hurts over one and a half touchdown passes. KC running back prop, Isaiah Pacheco over 15 and a half yards receiving. Eagles running back prop, Kenneth Gainwell over 11 and a half yards receiving. Kansas City pass catching prop, Marquez Valdez Scantling over two and a half catches. Eagles pass catching prop, Devontae Smith over four and a half receptions. KC defensive prop, Frank Clark plus 120 to get over 0.75 sacks. And the final one, Eagles defensive prop, Brandon Graham at plus 195 over 0.75 sacks. Uh, that's it right there. Can you hear that? That's my applause, dude. Unbelievable job. Good job. Good effort, dude. Sincerely. Amazing you, work this way. This week by you. Great job this season. Appreciate all the picks. Appreciate all the times you jacked up the English language. <laughs> I will find you on Sunday. But great job, Head. Thanks so much. All right, Jim. Thanks, man. Travel safe. We are joined once again by the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, former longtime team doctor for the Chargers, the man behind the Sports Injury Central site, along with my guy Craig Dato and their entire staff. The Doc is also here in Phoenix. Doc, what's up? How is your week going? Uh, good. Busy. You know, you know how crazy Radio Row is. And I purposely didn't even set up a lot. But just walking around, I guess uh, the one reason the red shirts are a bad idea is that uh, you get spotted more often. And there you go. Now you know. Now you know. Well, it's good to have you here. Listen, let's talk health and let's talk matchups. You and the sick folks have been all over Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury from the very beginning, and essentially you've been right about everything you've said about him. What is his sixth score this week? And physically, how much do you expect him to be? How much better do you expect him to be than he was in the conference title game? I think he is no in no way, shape, or form at 100%, but he's halfway there from the Bengals game. He was 84 in terms of effectiveness on the sixth score, 84 out of 100. And we have him up at 91. That doesn't mean he's 100%. It just means he's Patrick Mahomes who can still make off-platform throws. His mobility will be improved. He will be able to run to the left like he ran to the right, and he'll run a little bit better to the right, but it's still not 100%. All right, so that's interesting in and of itself. Now, another big key, obviously, the Kansas City receivers and Travis Kelsey as well. What's the update there? How healthy are Patrick's pass catchers? Well, Travis Kelsey was back spasms, and that's passing. There is some illness running through the Chiefs, but midweek illness is a good thing because you just don't want weekend illness. 
Uh, Nico Hardeman is on injured reserve, and that was expected with his core muscle injury, likely core muscle injury. Kadarius Tony, we expect to be full go with an inversion ankle sprain from two weeks ago. And he might have a favorable matchup against Avante Maddox, given that he was in a boot last week. And of course, with the uh, turf toe injury, and he played well against the 49ers. But then again, there were no passes in the second half against the 49ers. All right, so Doc, moving to fit. Of course, yeah. Juju. Ju- Juju is, should be good to go. That's magical healing powers of the Super Bowl the week before. Likely maybe patella tendonitis, but we'll play through. All right, then what about Philadelphia? Let's move over there. Obviously, Jalen Hurts is a lot more effective and a lot more dangerous when he's a threat to run. What is his status, and what do you expect from him on Sunday? Well, look, his shoulder SC joint may not be 100%. He's talked about his soreness. But, Jim, if he talks about soreness in the shoulder, is he going to make himself a target? No, he's only talking about admitting the truth, but he's saying he's fine. The week before, Patrick Mahomes refused to talk about his ankle, said he was fine, fine, fine. It was listed as full practice, and that was sort of to hide the fact that he wasn't 100%. I really feel like Jalen Hurts is fine. He's the healthier of the two quarterbacks going forward. And here's the thing. I'm more worried about Jalen Hurts' rust than I am his shoulder or SC joint. After understand, he's a young quarterback that missed the last three games. There was a bye week. Then you had the Giants game and the 49ers game, both of which were blowouts, right? So does a quarterback really get tested in blowouts? Like in the second half of that 49 in the second half of that 49er game, there's no way that um, you know you were going to expose Jalen Hurts to anything because of the script, game script. The 49ers weren't going to win against without Brock Purdy being able to throw, and you know everyone's worried about Jalen Hurts and his numbers, but he really didn't play. You have to do much in the second half of either of those games, so of course his numbers are depressed, and add to the fact that. The first 11 plays, he threw the ball eight times against the 49ers and was very effective. So I think it was more game script that led to his poor numbers. We expect him to do a lot better. And not only that, I think it was the defense of the 49ers. You clearly saw Lane Johnson have some troubles there against Nick Bosa, you know, almost jump offside every time to try and get a jump on the pass rush, time out the count. His pass set was a yard deeper than normal couple times Nick Bosa knocked him into Jalen Hurts' lap, but then stopped. In my impression, that was a stay-in-your-lane mush rush. Don't let Jalen Hurts escape the pocket. You saw Fred Warner stay at home on the RPOs all day long. Don't let Jalen Hurts beat you. So his rush numbers were down because of that, because of scheme. I don't think because of his shoulder. The biggest worry and the Best matchup in the area to watch for this game is going to be Lane Johnson, who deserves a medal to be trying to play through at that spot with his poor muscle injury. And who knows, you may see uh, Chris Jones out on him on passing downs uh, to really put some pressure on the Eagles. All right, so, Doc, you know that I was going to go there next. Overall, how big of a question mark is the Philly offensive line for you? Well, that's the biggest question mark of the game here. Landon Dickerson should be fine. Uh, hyperextended elbow with a brace. And as a matter of fact, when we said that in-game, by that night, he actually liked my tweet. So maybe that meant that uh, that he agreed with it. But he's going to play in the Super Bowl. 
but the issue is Lane Johnson. He's nowhere near Pro Bowl Lane Johnson right now. And uh, if you get the right matchup, Chris Jones or Frank Clark, uh, you know, that might be a different story. Look, you go back and look at the film of the game with Nick Bosa. He knocked him into Jalen Hurts' lap a couple of times, but then sort of stopped just to stay in the pass lanes. That was the scheme of the day for the 49ers. Might not be the case for the Chiefs. All right, so, Doc, leave me with this thought. The big head and I hit on a number of prop bets. Are there any other angles or any other props that you and your crew at Sports Injury Central really like for this matchup? Well, the the Tony prop isn't out yet, but we think that might be a pretty good matchup against Avanti Maddox. When it's out, we hope the number is depressed. Last week, we loved Patrick Mahomes. Two weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes under rushing yards. That almost doubled, but you, you might take a look at that. Over. And also, we have confidence in Jalen Hurts and his rushing ability. And so you might look at that one, too. And, and at Sports Injury Central, as we get closer, we'll be putting out some articles on some prop bets as well. All right. So with that in mind, let them know once again that, when, for instance, when they go to Sports Injury Central, all the information is free unless you want the actual picks. And if you want to pay for them, you can get them. Doc, tell them once again where they go to get all the information. You go to SICscore.com, Sports Injury Central, and we do basketball too. And, uh, you know, one of the easy ones this week was uh, LeBron James getting the record, plus 150 over 35 and a half. That was pretty easy. He did it in the third quarter. So we have a lot of basketball action that's sitting at 59%. And one more week of football here. Uh, give it a try. No, no, you got to. In fact, I want to be very clear about that. There is a ton of different action on that site in addition to football. Doc, you did an amazing job for us this year. Thank you very much. We're going to decide what to do with this uh, podcast moving forward. But for now, thank you very much. And as soon as we bring it back for something else, you know, I'll run you down. Oh, well, as long as you include me, I'm thrilled. Thank you. You got it, Doc. Have a great weekend. And that is it for this episode of Jim Rome's Big Head Bets. And as I just mentioned to the Doc, this is the last episode of the football season, but not the last episode overall. We're still working on that. But if you like what you have heard and you want more of the same for other sports and other events, what I would love to see you all do is subscribe and hit us with a five-star review. It goes a long, long way, and it'll help us bring a lot more of the same content. So thank you very much for your support. Thank you for the reviews. Have a tremendous Super Bowl weekend, and we will see you next time right here on Jim Rome's Big Head Bets.